good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Bobrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you are a first-time listener, I'd like to welcome you. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to welcome you back to this ongoing conversation. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you guys be a part of this. This is season four, episode two. This is our 46th episode. I'm proud to say we are making moves, making strides and all that good stuff. Um, I'm very, very proud of the fact that I'm remaining somewhat consistent with doing these episodes, <laughs> which is crazy because a couple of friends of mine said, June, how many episodes do you plan on doing? And I said, you know what? I haven't um, um, thought about it like that. I'm just... Uh, doing this and and having this ongoing conversation and we're going to see where it takes us we're literally going to see together where it takes us uh i thank you guys for tuning in again before we get started if you need to take a pause if you are listening to me on apple podcasts itunes please review the show take a second and review the show it's important it's important that it's reviewed or rated. Just even if you if you don't feel like writing some words, just put five stars. Great show. I mean, if you think it's a five star great show, put it. If you think it's a uh, three stars, put three and put thumbs up, whatever, whatever you want to do. But it's very, very important that that activity shows while you're listening or if you've listened in the past that you just leave a, a, a quick review. Uh, we're available, of course, on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts, but it seems that Apple is the one that has the more comprehensive or, or whatever uh, uh, review system. I don't know why Spotify doesn't do that yet. And if it does, as soon as it does, please do it. But I'm not um, um, aware if Spot Spotify is actually doing that as of yet. Again, uh, we would like to thank Chavez House Publishing at chaveshouse.com which is c-h-a-v-e-s uh we are using the chavez house publishing journals the lenore batista journals the fitness journals we have a lot going on as a matter of fact today is october 26th i'm doing this podcast today this conversation today october 26 2021 november 1st of this year which is monday Monday, November 1st, because I think this episode I'm doing today is going to be published tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So it'll be Wednesday, the 27th. You all will probably hear this. But just so you know, November 1st, 2021, I'm starting a new group of people, starting a new movement of friends, family members, followers, clients, customers, the people that are in my inner to outer circle. And that group is tentatively titled Seize the Moment, Seize the Day, Seize Your Life. That's sort of the whatever general premise. And what it is, is we're going to be utilizing the gratitude journal from ChavezHouse.com and the fitness journals from ChavezHouse.com. The gratitude journal is available and the fitness journal for men is called Titan Fit. The fitness journal for women, there are two fitness journals that we have for women. One of them is called Training for My Best Life, and the other one is called Healthy, Fit, and Beautiful. You will find them both on Amazon. If you type in Chavez House Publishing in the search box, 
it will come up and you just look for it. If you're a guy, tight and fit, you'll see a, a muscular or fit dude on the cover, fit torso on the on the uh, cover. And if you're a woman, you will see uh, healthy, fit and beautiful. You will see a, a picture of a woman wearing a workout clothes and training for my best life. You will see a woman on the cover with a kettlebell and some dumbbells. So we're going to be using those journals. The gratitude journal is 365 pages. We are going to be using the gratitude journal from Monday, November 1st, 2021 till Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. This group I'm starting, I'm dedicating the next 365 days, starting November 1st, to this group. I'm making that promise to myself as well as to you guys. I encourage you to get these journals because these journals are going to be how we're going to monitor our progress and how we went from November 1st of this year to November 1st of the next year. We're using the prompts that are specific to those journals. So if you want to be part of this, because we'll be speaking about it, you know, early on in, in many of the episodes that will that we'll have after November 1st, I will bring it up. Um, you can obviously reach me at whose world is this two one at Gmail dot com for any questions, suggestions and concerns. You can follow us on whose world is this two zero two one on Instagram. I'm thinking whether or not I'm going to post on Instagram um, every morning because this is a three hundred and sixty five day thing. Am I going to do an every morning, every evening post because we have gratitude prompts for the morning and as well as the evening in the gratitude journal and we have grateful posts and what are we grateful about? What are we thankful about? What did we like or dislike about our workout and our fitness journal? What we're doing is trying to maintain and engage the mind and the body and the spirit into our day, seizing our day because our day is thrown into so many different directions, isn't it? Whether it's the news, we get caught up in our news feeds on our phones and various social media platforms, our jobs, relationships. If you are a parent out there, your uh, uh, your children, your offspring, if you're a student, academics is kicking your butt and the world in general being in flux over politics, over certain precedents being put out there into to our universe. There's a lot going on. You may feel as if you are not in control of many of the things that are going on. And to a certain degree, you would be correct. But to a greater degree, you would be incorrect. You have a great deal of control over what's going on, namely what's going on between your ears. That's the main thing. So this is the reason why I'm starting this group for me as well as for you. It is it is a self-centered as well as a selfless act because I'm better at keeping promises to others than I am keeping promises to myself. You know how it is. We break promises to ourselves all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm going to lose eight pounds. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to the gym every morning, 530 and 530 turns into 550 and 550 turns into uh yeah, nevuary and you never go back to the gym and you you break that promise and you look yourself in the mirror and you're going mm. and you know and when you break that promise to yourself a certain little bit of shame and self-loathing sets in whether you know it or not because you broke that promise and you don't give yourself a break over it 
So this, what we're going to do here is we're keeping promises to each other. And I want you guys to join. I want you guys to join in. This gratitude journal is important. <clears throat> the things that we write down are extremely, extremely important to, to, to basically make it tangible. It's not by accident that things that give us visual cues, we are likely to remember and likely to adhere by. It's a lot more difficult to break the promise to yourself when you've written it down and it's on the refrigerator or it's in the book that you've told yourself you have to open every day and write in. It's, it's a little bit difficult. It becomes increasingly difficult to break that promise when you're writing it down. Those goals, expectations, which you are grateful for, the things you are grateful for will most likely expand and be and and um uh, become more abundant in your life if you end up writing them down and creating these visual cues for yourself. <clears throat> There's a study. Well, there are many studies that say people who write things down, people who leave themselves notes and diaries are 1.2 times more likely to get what they're writing about, to achieve, to be achievers of the things that they've written down on paper. That's very interesting. I find that fascinating, tech, uh, truthfully. So definitely. Go to Chavez House Publishing on Amazon, pick up the gratitude journal, male or whether you're a man or a woman, pick up the Titan Fit if you're a man, or pick up the other two journals if you're a woman, the Living My Best Life, Training for My Best Life, and the Health uh, Fit journal as well. Very, very important. November 1st, we are starting. I am starting with or without you. And if you don't get it on the first, make sure you get it on the second or third. Order it now chavezhouse.com or chavez house publishing on amazon because we're going to get started and i'm hoping that it's going to personally <clears throat> if i may have a moment of candor break up some of this uh this what i call uh this spiritual mud or quicksand that even i've been in a lot of things have occurred in the last couple of years forget about pandemics and shutdowns and quarantines for a minute. Many of us out there were already dealing with certain things even before governments decided to shut things down and before people were dying from Wuhan viruses and things of that nature. Before any of that stuff was occurring, we had things going on in our personal lives. This is very, very important. Very, very important that we address that. We address that things have been compounded. <laughs> the things we were going through have been compounded by recent events over the last 18 months. And I, for one, <clears throat> am still dealing with those things and having to adapt and move those things around. And then new things come. And it slowed down my, I don't want to call it progress, but things that I want to do, I'm not using or utilizing the same level of verve and energy and insight that I'm accustomed to using. You know, I'm a resourceful person. So me, I start thinking of things. I thought, hey, well, you know what I could do? I should do that. I'm an idea person. And when you are constantly flooded with these other things going on that are negatively impacting you, it's very difficult to have those bright ideas, literally bright ideas when you're dealing with all these darker issues. So, this is important. This is getting everything back, centering, spending a full year, a full year of doing something can change your life. 
can change your life, can change everything. You can go from 300 pounds to 200 pounds in a year. You can, you can invest, you can change your life, you can change your relationship status, you can learn a language, you can learn to play an instrument. There are a lot of things that one can do in a year if one decides to use the day. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're seizing the moment. Our moments start in the morning. So because of that, we're going to try to get as much out of that morning as possible. We're going to get up before the crack of dawn. We're going to try to get up before that sun and start writing, write down what we're grateful for before we check our social media, before we check our emails, before we do any of that. After nature calls, you write down what you're grateful for. And then you start, you start putting yourself in the direction that you want to be in. If you, and then you write down what is it that you wanted to do today? What do you want to accomplish today? You want to get a five-minute stretch in? Get that five-minute stretch in. You want to do 10 sit-ups and 10 push-ups? Please, let's get to that. You want to do five minutes of meditation or two minutes? You want to do 60 seconds of clearing your mind? Do it. Give yourself a moment. The world can wait. Because if you can bring your best version of yourself out into that world, you will be making the world an infinitely better place. You will be improving. The world can wait. The world can wait. It's up to you to make yourself better. No one can improve upon you except you. And it takes work. There is no spiritual or physical or mental Powerball ticket where you can scratch it off. Ah, everything is better now. I won. No, hence the reason why only very few people win the lotteries and win at gambling. Why? Because to accumulate certain things, abundance takes habit, takes consistency. It takes discipline, takes know-how. You don't just get to win. You got to put in the work to win. You have to practice. You have to practice discipline. You have to practice consistency. And then you'll win. If you don't know what you want to do with your life or you find yourself in a conundrum or you're in limbo, write some stuff down. Get it out of your head so it's not rattling between your ears like a penny in a can. Write it down and we'll work it out together. That's going to be another part of this conversation. Remember, we're not selling dope here as they do in the media and things like that. We're not selling things to negatively impact you. This is not what we do. This show is not about somehow we're going to get so big that we start um, um, hawking poison to the masses. It's not what we do. This is about this ongoing conversation being as close to the conversations I have with some of my friends. And with my friends, I'm always like, hey, man, you got to try this or you got to try this. I'm this is what I'm using. They're incentivized by the fact that I use it. Not that I'm getting paid to say it. So the things that we're doing here are important. I think it's important that we all, in creating this tribe, in creating this energy field that we have, in creating these, these, these bonds, we take it beyond just listener, speaker. Got it? Because that's going to be going to segue into the topic of this show today because it's going to deal with that taking taking some of these these new new relationships that 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 exist right now um 
because um, the people that we listen to, we're a lot closer to us than they used to be. It's not the same relationship. You know, even the people that you see on television, you can go onto their social media accounts and lambast them if, if you want. And they're watching. Trust me, they're watching. If they're not reading what you said specifically, whoever's managing their account is, 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 is doing a, a metric and seeing uh, the negative as well as the positive responses. Who's in favor of you? Who's not? There's a metric. There are people watching or they wouldn't have it. So we have access to people in a way that we've never had before. But are we really connecting? Just because someone on television, you have their social media, doesn't mean that corporate is more kind and friendly to you and your needs and your wants specifically. And you would be you would be incorrect or inaccurate. So this is more of a connection. This show this conversation, it could turn out to be a big deal. It could turn out to be a, a significant revenue stream or not. But it will be me being authentically me to the people that I'm speaking to. And if that's all it turns into, that's fine. But if you do decide, let's, let's decide together to make it big. One of the ways to do it is to hit my cash app. That's dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U. Forgot to mention that. Dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U. June Bow. And at Venmo, it's June Bow as well. I want this to grow because there are a lot of things going on in the world. And I would rather be doing this two, three, four, five times a week. Maybe, uh, maybe even getting a little studio situation. Um turning it into something bigger, but it's not going to happen if the audience doesn't grow, if if it, if it can't feed itself, if this uh, uh, platform can't feed itself and pay for itself, you know, um, then it wouldn't make much sense, would it, to continue. Uh, here, we, what we have today, what do we have going on? What are we going to call this show? Not entirely sure what we're going to name it, but I do want to speak about a couple of things. Usually I name the shows. If you're a new listener, I name the shows and I circle around to um, what the show, uh, what the show is about based on the title. I keep circling back to that title as the main theme of the show, but it's been a couple of days. I've been thinking about doing this show and I haven't been able to come up with a working title, but there are a couple of things I want to speak about. And it's going to segue back to what I said about creating a tighter bond between the speaker and listener. Excuse me, I'm drinking a little rum right now. I hope that's all right. I'm drinking a little Haitian rum. It's called Babanku. It's called Babaku if you're Haitian. It's called Barbin Court if you're an Anglo um, or Anglo-English. But um, yeah, it's a good rum. It's about 180 proof. It's uh, made in Haiti. Uh, distilled with some real serious sugar cane, and it's good. Mm-hmm. When I drink it, and my lady says, "Why are you drinking that?" I'm like, "It's healthy. It has sugar cane in it. It's a vegetable." That's my that's my uh, retort. Anyway, let's talk about bonds. Why am I speaking about bonds? I'm speaking about bonds because of a little thing that's going on in our news. And usually, you guys know I don't like to talk about the low-hanging fruit in the subject matter that's going on on the web, but when it directly deals with certain topics that we have spoken about, then I will pick from that low-hanging fruit as an example. So forgive me. <clears throat> Facebook. Facebook 
is in some hot water right now for a multitude of reasons. There have been some emails that have been leaked. There have been some uh, accusations that have been made. Uh, and uh, you have um, the CEO, I think, or the chairman. Was he the chairman now, Mark Zuckerberg? Is he part of the company uh, in that capacity? I don't know. They want to go through a name change for Facebook uh, later on this month. I think actually in the next three, four days before November, they want to name change um, Facebook, I guess, because the brand has been tarnished by many perceived events that they've been um, linked to. So they want to give it a name change. They want to go from blue tops to red tops. That's an inside joke. If anyone out there knows, they want to go from blue tops to red tops, whatever. Um, go check the wire if you want to know what that's about. Or if you're from areas that blue tops and red tops are, are, are ubiquitous, then you'll know what I'm speaking about. So they want to change the name, thinking that's going to change the brand and give it, I guess, a more different kind of cachet. Don't know. In any case, there have been reports and studies that have come out that says that... Uh, Facebook has been uh, um, negatively impacting young people, young people, teenagers, uh, young adults are looking at Facebook and they don't feel real connections to the people that they call friends and followers. Um, they look at other people's lives as if those lives are better than their lives. They're looking at these curated pictures where people are showing what they're eating, where they're hanging out. And you're getting this snapshot of someone at their highest point. It would literally be like watching a basketball game and just seeing all the shots that the player made. None of the misses or the passes that they made that led to assists. None of the turnovers, none of the miscues, none of the bloopers or watching. If you watch football, all of the passes that the quarterback completed but none of the ones that the quarterback missed, none of the sacks, none of the hurries, none of the interceptions. So when you're looking at social media from a child, from a, from a person who's entering into adulthood or is still dealing with uh, adapting to these social circles outside of their mother, their father, their siblings, their cousins, their relatives, things that are relative to their bloodline, now they're seeking approval and seeking out their relevance in a world outside of that. This new social, social circle, teammates, classmates, okay? People like that. And guess what? P kids now are feeling increasingly isolated even though they have access to so many people. Think of that for a moment. They have so much access. You have 400 Facebook friends. Why do you feel lonely? You have 400 friends, right? Why do you feel lonely? You have 1,500 Instagram followers. Why do you feel so lonely and you feel as if you're in such despair that you would actually think of taking your life? That's what these studies, these internal emails that have been leaked are showing that there's, an, I'm not going to say an, an increase in, 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 in suicide among teenagers and among um, preteens uh, because of social media. But their studies have shown due to surveys and they've curated a lot of the data because these companies are not tech companies. They are data collecting companies. They're collecting your data based on your engagement. They're seeing where you go, what you're engaged in, what your pictures signify, and then they 
sell that to advertisers to figure out how to get you to do what to do what they want you to do to buy what they want you to buy to go where they want you to go. Okay. Okay. So based on that data, a lot of people at Facebook, the data miners back, you know, those smart techie people behind the scenes are saying that, yeah, during their poll, a lot of kids are looking at Facebook and saying, yeah, man, it makes me sad. When I look at how much fun everyone else is having, I don't feel connected to that fun. I don't feel like I'm having any fun. I feel as if I'm wasting my life. That's what's going on. Remember, we spoke about bonds. What are we doing next week, people? Holding each other accountable. I'm going to get the gratitude journal. I have it here. I haven't written in it yet. I have the Titan Fit journal. And I'm going to be with you embarking on a 365 day journey together. See me, that's what we do here. The highest level or the most ideal situation for social media is to do what I'm doing, is to connect people that you haven't even met to bring about positive outcomes. So I can improve my life, you can improve your life, and then we can improve the lives of the people around us. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's the highest point. The lowest is what you're hearing in these, or what you're reading in these emails from Facebook. The lowest is what you're reading about how young people are feeling. And, 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 I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this, there are a lot of grown-ups too. You're watching these reels of these people telling you that they made $3,000 three minutes ago and you can make $3,000 a minute too and they're telling you if you have a job, you're a sucker and you need to be an entrepreneur with 180 streams of income and you're seeing private jets and places and things and you're going, oh my God, let's call it what it is. The average first worlder can't afford that stuff, let alone someone in the f second, third and emerging markets. Okay. Okay. So you're watching this going, what? Some of us look at it and get inspired. Many of us look at that and go, oh my God, what the hell am I doing with my life? And you may have a decent enough life, but all of a sudden you're looking at that life and you're looking at that person you're following in this company, you're following in this athlete and your life sucks now. Now, all of a sudden, your life sucks. So this is interesting. The reason why I bring that up is because I was reading an article. And I found the article interesting. Uh, this article was speaking, said that people aren't meant to talk this much. That's the title of the article. That's the title of the article. And it was basing the main premise of its, uh, of its point on a... Uh, psychologist named Robin Dunbar who about 30 years ago said that your social life as a normal human being you know you and I our social life has a biological limit of about 150 people you hear what I just said it's a very important term what they said a biological limit biological limit of about 150 that's your biological limit that's supposed to be my biological limit 
Okay, what does that limit represent? Well, I'm going to kind of go through this article because I feel that they've articulated it in such a in such an interesting way. We'll just dissect it, but I'm going to jump around a little because I have the article right in front of me right now. I usually don't do this for guys out there. You guys know I've said it before in the past. I may have a sentence written or two sentences written or keywords written. I may have five or six keywords on my screen while I'm talking to you or maybe not even on my screen. I'll have it on a piece of paper next to my laptop and I'm just looking at that paper, making sure that I mention that. And that keyword will lead to a 10 minute or so diatribe and another keyword will lead to another one. That's usually how it is. A lot of this stuff is in my head, but this particular article, I, because I j literally read it yesterday, I said, uh-uh, I'm not gonna go off the top like I usually do because I don't own this information. What I mean by own is I didn't have it committed to memory. It's not something that I dissected and thought about at great, great, great length, but it's something that I felt was important. So I thought I'll share it with you. So here's what they talk about. Your social life has a biological limit of about 150. It was a New York, it says, um, those people you know well enough to greet without feeling awkward if you ran into them at an airport lounge. <laughs> so that's pretty much who is that who is that if 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 your that biological limit is pretty much the people who you know well enough to greet without feeling awkward if you ran into them in an airport lounge you know who that is that's family members that's um friends neighbors teammates co-workers people that you were in certain groups or associations with if you played an instrument or had a hobby or something martial arts whatever and you go hey aren't you didn't you used to go to such and such or didn't you used to yeah that happened to me the other day i was in a restaurant and um this, this, this i was in a circle of people speaking um months ago at this this little business meeting and i hadn't seen this person again until about a week ago. And I said, hey, weren't you at the meeting of such and such? They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Your name is June, right? I was like, yeah, what's going on? And we ended up talking, blah, 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 connecting further. You know, I was with my fiance. He was with his girlfriend. And we got to connect and boom, got his number. We said, hey, we're going to talk, man. Boom, boom, boom. But that person is someone that I've met. That person is someone that I've met. So if I saw him in an airport lounge and say, hey, weren't you at the conference and such and such? Yeah, I was there. OK, great. Now, how's everything going? I think you mentioned something, something. OK, but that would be different if that was someone I was following on Instagram. Ah, how how comfortable are you walking up to someone you follow on Instagram in an airport lounge and going, hey, I follow you on Instagram. How you doing? Are you comfortable with that? Would that be a little awkward for you? Exactly. So I continue just going through. I'm going to deconstruct this a little bit. It says that um, it says um, we can reasonably expect to develop up to 150 productive bonds. But we have our most intimate and therefore most connected relationships with only about five to 15 closest friends. We can maintain much larger networks, but only by compromising the quality or sincerity of those connections. Most people operate in much smaller social circles. Let's circle back to that. You can reasonably expect to develop 150 productive bonds, but 
our most intimate and closest relationships are between 5 to 15. We can maintain much larger networks, but only by compromising the quality or sincerity of those connections of the 5 to 15. I'm going to say this to you. How many of you have some people that you should have been calling, should have been texting, should have been speaking to, but you went on social media instead and went down the TikTok rabbit hole and the time TikToked away. And before you knew it, it was too late to send that text, too late to send that email, too late to give that person a call and say, hey, what's going on? Just was checking up on you or that audio message as I like to do from time to time. If I don't have a moment to just to talk to you and you can hear my speaking voice and have a conversation, what I'll do is friends of mine that have iMessage or have WhatsApp, whatever, I send audio messages like, hey, what's going on? What's going on with you? And I give them an opportunity to hear my frequency, hear my cadence, hear how I sound. They'll be able to connect with me on a deeper level than just reading my characters on the phone. So I engage in that purposefully so people can hear me and in hopes that they'll send me an audio message back and I can hear them so we can do what? Maintain our connection using this digital sphere so I can treat them. I can, I can, I can maintain that because there are certain people you're not going to feel comfortable audio messaging. Maybe they're coworkers or colleagues or people that are just not close to you, but those people that you're close to, you want to maintain that bond. And you want to be able to use that technology, the technology that is at our employ to keep that bond, to keep that connection. So that's why I WhatsApp people. That's why I leave Facebook Messenger uh, 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 voice messages with people. I do that. I use the voice feature so people can hear me. And in the hopes that if they have a moment, I can hear them as well. I love hearing the sound of my friends and family's voices. I love that sound. Because I can be wherever in the world and I feel connected to them. Got it? Okay. So they're saying that we are compromising the quality and sincerity of these 5 to 15 closest while we're out there following other people and looking at their videos. Dare I say even listening to me sometimes. But I implore people to go out there and, and connect with people. What was our episode a couple of episodes ago? I said a lot of the people who are in the educational field. What you need to do is knock on the doors of your neighbors that you haven't known, that you don't know. While you've been at work for 40 hours getting to know your coworkers and your coworkers' friends and your coworkers' family, you don't even know your neighbors. All of you are leaving out the house the same time and coming home at the same time, and you're giving your most productive time of the day to others. And now it's time to go out there and know thy neighbor, right? So I preach connecting. These data companies... They want you to engage in these um, uh, 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 larger networks so they can see what it is that you do, your habits, so they can sell that to advertisers. They don't want you connecting with your closest five to 15 closest friends on audio messages and FaceTime and WhatsApp and, 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 and going over their house. Why? Because they can't sell that to advertisers. So they create like buttons and follow buttons and this, that, and the third and incentivize with these things. Oh, if you get a blue check mark, you'll be able to sell to advertisers. That's what all of this is about. Meanwhile, you're not really connecting 
with the five to 15 closest people, you're com compromising those connections. This is a very interesting article. Okay. So some critics have questioned his conclusion, et cetera, et cetera. Of course they have. Um, I'm not saying this is right, ladies and gentlemen. This is data, and data by definition is you can either use it as a reference or for further analysis. That's what data is. So we can either use this as a reference to go back to or for further analysis. What we are doing right now is both. I'm referring to this article for, for further analysis. That's what we're doing. Anyway, so, and he spoke about something, and I'm going to go down, and it says... With all the images and all the videos and all the other material that we're getting and these ideas are being spread so freely and these, you, you know, you, you're getting all of these memes and texts and articles and websites and this person said this and I heard that this person is not really an American and I heard this person's not really, he was born in blah, blah, blah. We are receiving a toxic dump of garbage. The ease with which these new connections are made, along with the way that on social media close friends look the same as acquaintances or even strangers, means any post can successfully appeal to people's worst fears, transforming ordinary folks into people who have problems they didn't have before. This is very interesting. Because the ease with which we connect on social media, close friends look the same as acquaintances or even strangers. Ladies and gentlemen, I deleted most of my Facebook quote unquote friends about two years ago, maybe more than two years ago. I went through the process of deleting. And what I did was the people that I wanted to maintain other contacts or a deeper connection with, I messaged them privately and I said, listen, Here's my phone number. Here's my email. I am going to be deleting my Facebook page, or at least I'm going to be deleting all of the quote unquote friends on here. But it's you that I want to maintain conversations with, maintain a relationship with. So if you feel the same, please feel free to leave me your phone number and your email. 99% of the people that I sent that out to said, of course, June, blah, 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 blah. And, did, and gave me their information. As a matter of fact, there was one girl, I'll never forget this, there was one girl that I knew, she deleted her Facebook page and I sent her a message. No, no, she deleted all of her friends on Facebook and she put a post up. If anybody, I'm just doing a purge, if anybody wants to reconnect with me, please feel free. So I sent her a message on, I said, hey, looks like you did a little house cleaning. She said, yeah, you know, just doing a little house cleaning. And guess what? She said, and she put, if anybody wants to add me again as a friend, feel free. I never went back to add her. And I looked at that and I, and that was a, an interesting moment because I realized, you know what? I don't really care to know you or follow or care what you're saying anymore, or you're not my friend, I, a friend in my personal life. We're okay. And in my digital world I'm yeah so when I did that and I did that to her I was saying eh and her and I never spoke again never connected in any way shape or form that's fine and with all those other friends I still maintain contact with them all the people that I said listen give me your number that was important because I didn't want my close connections to be uh, 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 look the same or resemble 
those acquaintances and strangers that you pick up when you click add friend. I'll never forget the times when I would meet people and I'm like, yo, let me get your number. And they would ask me for my Facebook instead of my number. And I would say, wait, my Facebook. Oh, yeah, what's your Facebook? Oh, no, here's my Facebook. And they didn't want to give me their phone number. They wanted to give me their Facebook. And I remember feeling, thinking to myself, is this what we've become? I'm not going to be able to have any meaningful conversations with you if it's just going to be over this, 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 this intermediary in between us. And um, that's what's going on right now that I found very, very interesting. Very interesting. This online on life is what I call it. This on life where you're constantly on. Even me, I've had friends and family ask me, hey, June, when are you going to do a YouTube channel? I said, you know what? I, I, I struggle with all the things that I do not being too big on social media. If I'm going to be big, I would rather be big on broadcast radio, broadcast television. Being big on social media, to me, is, um, is problematic in many, many ways. Just me, because of this, because of this particular situation, because of what I'm seeing, that's one of the reasons why I disconnected my Facebook. I should do a Facebook for this show, and I will, but I'm trying to format things in a way where when we do a Facebook page, when we do, if we do more social media outside of just Instagram, that we're, we're making meaningful connections with people. You know my name. I know your name. If you're a follower, a friend, or a subscriber, I'll end up interviewing you. Hey, what kind of work do you do? Hey, you want to go on the show? Let's talk about some things. Allow people to feel included in my world, and you'll and I'll and and I'm going to include you and include me. Make it a an exchange. It's the reason why the people that I interviewed are people that I know personally. People that listen to this show are the ones that that I've interviewed and I plan on having several more interviews uh, uh coming during the winter time and definitely in 2022 definitely the first quarter I'd like to have um bag up at least 5 interviews quickly maybe more um but this is the reason why because we find ourselves more and more scrolling scrolling listening to these 10 second speeches no one's coming blah, blah, blah. you got to do it yourself or blah, blah, blah. Uh, all of this we don't know these people who are you and we're we're giving them a lot of real estate in our minds and souls and they're taking away our time but is that time being taken away from the five to ten people or 15 people that are closest to us are we taking away time from our intimate, closer connections and giving it to these larger networks? I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of sitting on one side of the couch while I've been looking at reels. My lady's on the other side of the couch and she's looking at reels. You know, we're not looking at each other. So those reels are realer than what's going on right between us. Hmm? You guys thinking about that. I'm drinking a little bit more of this rum. It's been a little while. Oh, my God. It's so good. I highly recommend Barbancourt rum or Babaku rum. If you are a rum drinker or if you're someone who needs a little kick to the alcohol, please, if you have not bought Barbancourt rum five star, which we call in Haiti, in Creole, Haitian Creole, sec étoile, which is five stars, uh, 
definitely pick it up. I'm not being endorsed by Barbenquit. I've just been drinking it since I can't remember when. Mm. For as long as I can remember. Let's put it that way. Whew, that was good. In any case, these are the things that I was um thinking about when I was when I was thinking about doing this 365 day challenge. And then at the same time, the Facebook emails came out. Then at the same time, this article came out that said people aren't supposed to talk this much or engage this much. So here I, here I am now, but I'm also part of that, aren't I? As I'm saying that, people can say, hey, June, aren't you biting? Aren't you shooting yourself in the foot by telling us to disengage because you're part of the podcast scene? You're part of the social media scene, too. Am I shooting myself in the foot? Possibly. If you improving on your life means not listening to me anymore, then shut me down. Unsubscribe. That's real. Right? Because I don't benefit uh, the way these people do. These people online right now, um, there are new articles that have come out that there's been there was internal discord between certain Facebook employees and other Facebook executives. Certain Facebook employees said, listen, there's a toxic soup going on online on our platform and it could lead to something dangerous. And some executives said it's all about engagement, whether negative or positive. The name of the game is engagement. And what is engagement? People liking, people disliking, people arguing with each other. You know how many people I know have argued and had an emotional outburst online and they call me and go, yo, June, man, I was going at it with this dude online and this, that, and the third. And this. I'm like, do you, do you know the person? Nah, 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 I don't know them. I was just on this, I was on, I was on this post and they were, they posted something about such and such. And they were like, yo, can you believe that? They never met. They don't have any mutual friends. They don't have any mutual acquaintances. They're not part of your degrees of separation. And yet they've affected you where people are living through the engagements that they're having with people that they will never meet, nor do they want to meet living in different states, different countries. That person behind the scenes <clears throat> may not even be real. For all we know, it's an artificial intelligence. It could be a bot. You know how many fake accounts there are on these platforms? You know, that's one of the main things I think that these platforms should to clean up are the are the fake identities and the, and the fake uh, profiles. They won't do that. But those, so you don't even know who you're speaking to. Better you engage with your family, try to get a better understanding of some of your differences with the people that are actually in your life that make up that five to 15 closest friends. But no, here we are arguing with people that we will never meet. They're not in our community. They're not in our family. They're not in our neighborhood. They're not in our city. They are not in our state, sometimes not even in our region or hemisphere. That's what's going on. That's why when I started this, I said, whose world is this? Whose world is this? Is it a world that is hostile? Is it a world that is peaceful? Is it a world that's divisive? Is it a world that's inclusive? Is it a world that we can connect 
no matter your no matter whether you're one of my friends in the Netherlands or my friends in Italy or my friends in Palm Beach, my friends in New York, my friends all in Oklahoma City and Texas and Germany, wherever you are, Uganda, Namibia, wherever you are, whose world is this? Can we connect? Can we have a meaningful dialogue? Hence the reason why I give out the email. I give out the email. I'm the one answering it. Whose world is this? 21 at gmail.com. Any questions, suggestions, concerns, exchanges that you feel you want to have, let's have them. Let's have them. If you're part of this tribe, we can have that conversation. If this tribe grows from the people that I have now to 100,000 to 1 million, then I would do my level best to keep the engagement going as much as I, as much as I can. But when we are on these platforms and all they care about is engagement, no matter how divisive, no matter how misinformed, no matter. And, and I don't care about anger. Anger is great. I don't care about divisiveness as long as we're as long as we are uh, speaking about things that um, make sense. A lot of these conversations aren't real. People are this person's tagging this email article or this website this other person's tagging this website as a source of an authority both of them have been debunked i've seen it i've had my popcorn out and i'm like wait that's wrong wait that's wrong um that that site has been debunked uh that's been debunked whether you're on the left or the right or in the middle doesn't matter so fake news is fake news no matter what side of the fence you're on trust so i i just i cringe when it's the media kind of pointing their fingers at Facebook and what their responsibility is or the mainstream media. Cause I'm like, wait, you've been misinforming us for how long who said it, that if you don't uh, read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you read it, you're misinformed. Was that Mark Twain? I can't remember, but it's true. You are misinformed when you read the paper and listen to the media. And if you don't, you're uninformed. I used to tell people I read between the lines so I can read between the lies. That's why sometimes I used to watch the media. Now I know, since now I've been learned to the point where I know exactly what they want to do. Wherever, when they mention something and how they mention it, I know what their intention is. What they don't say is more important oftentimes than what they do say. You get what I'm saying? It's almost like you're watching a director. I've said this before. And what the director, uh, uh, where the director's camera points its lens at, what it puts in the background or what it puts in the foreground lets you know what they want you to emphasize. So what, whatever part of the narrative or story that you put in the background and foreground, if you're the mainstream media, I know what you want me to see and I know what you don't want me to see or don't want me to emphasize or don't want me to scrutinize and observe. I get it. Read between the lines so you can read between the lies. It's what I do. It's, it's, it's a game, you know, and it's a game they want me to lose. But I get it. Um, so it's interesting to me, this whole situation. I'm, I'm curious uh, as to what society we're going to live in. Because, you know, you hear people like Facebook say they want us to be in a metaverse. And metaverse comes from this, um, this book that came out in, I think it was the 90s, that spoke about this world where we're all we're living through our video game images or our avatars which is very, very similar. In this virtual reality world, there are so many people right now that are isolated, that have social anxieties, that have cut themselves off from the rest of the world and only feel connected through avatars that they use on several platforms online. And what the metaverse represents is where we're doing everything vis-a-vis -vis these digital platforms, where we buy our food, 
we buy our clothing, we have all of our payment systems integrated, we watch our videos, we do everything in this world where it becomes in, we could we become increasingly dependent on this this metaverse this technology to be our reality and we've augmented our lives to fit it what i've started doing ladies and gentlemen is a couple of times a week my phone is just not on me i'll go for a drive and i don't have it i'm not taking pictures of the food i eat all the time i'm not taking a picture of the sunset to see because once I do that I am not seizing the moment I have given the moment up to an audience I'm saying I'm putting this so I can get the likes so I can get engagement so I can get and I'm feeling guilty what if the, I'm thinking about now those kids out there those young adults out there that have no one to eat with and here I am eating this 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 awesome meal or I have this awesome woman on my arm and we're able to share these moments but yet I'm taking a picture of it and the next thing I'm going to do with that picture is do what put it online for the people to see how great of a life that I have when was the last time someone put their um late payments online hmm? when was the last time someone put their oh man um, final notice paid or disconnect uh, 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 screenshots online screenshot that you know, because there are people out there that are suffering. And th those Facebook emails affected me because I'm not great at social media. I'm great at being social. I'm great one on one. I'm great. If you meet me, you're the most important person at that moment. My eyes are on you. And we are engaged in a conversation. I have a big energy. I know this about me. If 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 you and I get along, if you and I click, then it'll be difficult for us to unclick. If we don't click, I can be very standoffish. I can be brooding. I can look away. I can be a bit brash or just brisk with my movements and my actions. But if we click, it'll be difficult for us to be unclicked, unhinged, because I'm going to be like, that's my people. And you're going to feel the same way about me. And if once we feel that, that's it. We're in. So I'm great at being social. I'm not great at social media. What to pick, what picture to put up. That's why every picture I put up, I try to add a caption that says something about being grateful for life and what you do have and be humble. I'm always adding that because I've traveled to a bunch of places that many people, most people will never travel to. I've eaten at places most people can't go to. So with that being said, I don't do it in a way to aggrandize myself and say, look what I can do and you cannot so, you know, and so that's why some of the things I do, I don't end up posting. Why don't I just enjoy the sunset? Why don't I just enjoy? Oh, man, this is a great picture. You know what? I'm going to take that picture and then I'm going to print it and I'm going to put it in a photo album. So when people come over my home and decide to sit and have a conversation, we're not pulling out phones. I'll put out pull out a photo album. Here's my family tree. Here's where I visited. Here's me as a young boy, and I'm not pulling out my phone. So there are times now where I don't have my phone with me. And here's the, here's the paradox. Many, many tech gurus over there in Silicon Valley have said, and this is years ago I remember reading this, that they um, didn't allow some of their kids to have social media pages. And on top of that, three days a week, they weren't allowed to even be on their phones. Think about that for a minute. 
while everybody else is engaged and trying to get as many followers as they can and likes and engagement and trying to get to that coveted hallowed blue check mark so you can be a public figure and now you are a pseudo social influencer celebrity where you're influencing people and because you have this many followers of people that you've created a a, a very peripheral very superficial connection with you're getting rewarded for superficial connections that's where we are and then now you get money from advertisers. You are incentivized to create as many superficial connections as you can. Where is the incentive to solidify and strengthen those intimate connections? Ah. Ah. <laughs> where, where's that incentive? Where's the blue check for that? Where's the blue check for checking up on one of my boys that may not be feeling well? Maybe lost his gig during this whole thing and i'm like yo bruh just checking up on you or what some of friends that i have and i'm like hey just checking up seeing how everything's going with your studies and everything i know you were taking that test how'd that go just checking up on you i, I there are no checks for that there's no blue check no incentive was like voila now you're part of this 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 celebrity class now i have ten thousand such and such followers and now i can go to advertisers and this that and the third so we're going we're trying to trying to maximize our visibility to a people that will never meet and are not going to connect with on a more intimate level. So I struggle with doing a show on a public platform, wanting to reach as many people as humanly possible and at the same time maintaining a connect connection. Because the only way for me to continue to do this is to reach as many people as possible. Therefore, if people are engaged, if advertisers see that I have a lot of people listening, if people start really busting down that cash app <clears throat> and donating to the show, if people purchase the products, then all of a sudden things start moving in a direction where I can do this more often. Right? And I feel that by doing this more often and giving out this information, I'm encouraging people to to connect, not just with me, but with each other, with friends, with family, with neighbors. Connect with the people that, that you want them to be there at the end of your life or at your life right now, the people you really want around. The people that you wouldn't feel awkward. You know, I've been at the airport and I remember I bumped into one of my high school friends that I couldn't find on Facebook. I was on my way to Hawaii. They were on their way to someplace else. I was, I think I, yeah, it was at Atlanta. It was at the Hartfield Airport. I went from Florida to Hartfield, Hartfield to, to L.A. and then L.A. to Hawaii. So it was a lot of connections. It was horrible. But and I saw them and it was like, yo, they were like, yo, we hadn't seen each other in about 10 years. We are screaming in the airport. They had to make their flight. I had to make mine. Got the numbers exchanged. I was elated. I couldn't believe it. They're looking at me. I'm looking at them like, damn, where you, where you going? I'm going over there. I'm like, I'm going over here. It's like, yo, we got to connect. I'm like, yeah, no doubt. Still cool till today. I'm so happy that we connected like that. We both looked at each other like, yo, dude, I told him, I've been looking for you. He's like, I've been looking for you. Blah, blah, blah. You know how great of a moment that was? You're not having those moments with people you're following on, 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 on social media. <laughs> you're not having those moments. You're not having those moments if you, you know, it's not the same as you running into a former teammate that you played high school ball with. You know, it's not the same. The people you used to be on the bus with when you were just going to school every day for two, three, four years in high school and cracking the jokes. I had friends of mine that, I, I, that I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. 
if I never and I've, I haven't seen a lot of them for maybe 10, 15 years. And those moments were the moments that I'll never, ever, ever forget. The back of the bus going through Queens, going to public school and just it was the most irreverent comedy you've ever heard. Chappelle, Chris Rock, the rest of them, Bill Burr had nothing on us in the back of the bus. It was crazy. It was brutal. You did not want to be back there. It was not a problem. Oftentimes people were late for school. If they saw us, they would see who's in the back of the bus first and they go, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Not, 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 not June and the other guys. I'm not, no girls, guys like, mm -mm. and we'd pull out the window. We close the, open up the window, go, yo, what's up? You're not getting on this bus. They'd be like, nope, not with you guys. I'm like, wow. Those days I'll never forget. You're not going to have them. You're not going to have that moment at the airport lounge. Or you bump into them in a restaurant with these people that you're following online and this, that, and the third. You know, we're not. We're not going to do that. Hey, I follow you. I've watched 800 of your videos. But let me tell you something. If you're someone who's watching this, or I'm sorry, listening to this, you've subscribed, you've rated, and you see me and you go, aren't you Junior Renee Popron? Do you do Whose World Is This? I'm like, yeah, what's up? You watch and listen? What's your favorite episode? We're going to have a conversation. That I guarantee you. Cre using these platforms to create more connections because these people that we're meeting, they're not these people that we're following and these 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 uh, 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 scrolling through 100 videos and in, in, in an hour or a half hour and liking and tagging. Oftentimes what it's, what's occurring for many, many people, not me, me and my close friends, we do that and then we call each other. That's what ends up happening. I'll tag a friend of mine in something. Then he'll, they'll send me an audio message like, yo, dude, did you see that? I'm like, yo, I saw it. And then now we're actually speaking. You know, we actually speak because we come from the era of picking up a phone and calling somebody. So we still have that analog uh, uh, characteristic or habit. But many people in the digital age that have grown accustomed to this sort of sanitized way of speaking to people i'll call someone and they'll text me back not to say i'm biz let me hit you back later they'll text me like hey what's up everything all right i'm like yeah just checking up wanted to hear your voice actually many many people i know are more comfortable speaking through text than actually being on the phone and those people guess what i've learned about them they don't have a lot of meaningful connections because when you just see things in writing what's the difference between a close friend and an acquaintance or stranger. Ooh, that close friend calls you on the phone and says, hey, how's your day? They don't just send you random, hey, what's up, how you doing? And then they send that, hey, what's up, how you doing text to like 90 different other people. No, that someone reached out to you specifically wanted to hear from you. That's a connection. So I don't know what I'm going to name this episode yet, but um, it's definitely going to have to deal with that. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I'm thinking about it right now. But I definitely want you guys to circle back to what we spoke about earlier in this broadcast. November 1st, which is in a couple of days. By the time you guys hear this, it's going to be October 27th. It's going to be Wednesday, October 27th. And I want you guys to pick up the gratitude journal as well as the Titan Fit Journal, as well as the other two journals. Uh, let me see. What's the name of the other two journals? Let me get that for you guys right now while we're on the phone. This is live right now, guys. Yes, Training for My Best Life, a food and fitness journal, which is the one for women. 
and the Healthy, Fit, and Beautiful, a daily workout and nutrition journal. That's for the women. And then there's the Titan Fit Training Log for men. And then there's the Gratitude Journal, My Abundant, Blessed Life. You pick up these journals. This is what we are going to be using from November 1st, 2021 to November 1st, 2022. We're going to do our level best to live out our best life and to keep those promises that we have made to ourselves. We're not going to break them. That's how you connect. That's how you and I will connect. That's how you are going to connect with others. I'm going to encourage everyone else to tell everyone else. I'm encouraging you to tell a friend to tell a friend to get down with this. Get these journals. Go there and be a part of this. So when so we become close contacts and connections and not just toxic data dumps in our minds engaging just for the sake of engagement's sake. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.